This episode is brought to you by HP. When you're working apart from your team, feeling connected can be a challenge. Presenting HP Presence, a more thoughtful, human collaboration technology. With enhanced audio and video features, you can experience more genuine collaboration and feel more connected. Be in the room, from any room, with HP Presence. Learn more at hp.com forward slash presence. Hi, world. It's me, Jeff, and my friend Dave Hellman from Cowboys.com. We're just here to share in your sadness. It's kind of our goal. Yeah, that we are. It's kind of the thing yeah. we got going on. It's just sadness. This is great. This is what I was doing anyway, so uh, this is way more productive than just lounging on my couch. Is it, though? I think that's the question. The question is, is it, though? Uh, yeah, because, I mean, you know, we can talk it out and sound out the frustration. Wow. I am, I am addicted to this. Uh, all of the texts coming in on the right side of the screen. This is wild. Oh yeah. People watch when you do things, people watch, uh, That's like this, awesome. guy, this guy who said, is it too early to start the mock draft spam? Cause as we get closer, I'll do like 50 live mock drafts per night just for the hell of it. Um, yeah, why okay. the hell not? We're here to autopsy. I'm here with the finest man in all the land, Dave Hellman, top 10 person in all the land. Uh, and the first thing that I wanted to share with you, Dave, and get your opinion on yeah, was it was not necessarily the they are who they thought they were, but more so the when someone shows you who they are, you should believe them. Where it's like, sure, you could have beaten the 49ers in a football game, but if you were going to lose and your season was going to end, it would probably be with the same offensive inconsistency that you've seen for the last two and a half months. And it would probably be with the same lack of discipline that led to you having all of the penalties. And so in a lot of ways, we knew the matchup was tough. And yet myself and I think a lot of other people convinced ourselves, oh, they'll be able to block. They'll be able to pass. And then we found out that when someone tells you who they are over and over again, perhaps you should believe them. It's really funny that you say that because like from the minute the matchup was announced and I was sitting on this couch when we found out they were going to play the 49ers and you start to look at it and like all week you, you kind of hear the talk and you're like, this is a pretty bad matchup. Niners are going to be able to get home with four. Niners can run the ball uh Niners do all this stuff that the Cowboys don't really do and like all week I was like man I really don't feel good about this but lo and behold Friday rolls around and you're like no no dude like at home they can turn it on they got all this talent they got Dak and the receivers and the 49ers secondary isn't any good and uh and yeah, you're right. Like they spent two months showing us who they were. And I spent a week ignoring that. Like <laughs> I, 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 and I, it's like, you feel stupid in retrospect. You're like, why did I think this was going to go any other way? Because like 
from the bye week on, they played what I mean, what they probably played through four playoff caliber teams and they looked the same in all of them like penalties and can't move the ball against the Chiefs penalties. And oddly enough, enough, can't stop anybody against the Raiders penalties, can't move the ball against the Cardinals. And it's the same thing in the playoffs against the 49ers. It's just uh, it's mystifying the way that they never managed to adapt or change their game from Halloween until last night. And the, the the crazy part is the uh like the delineation point if you Dave you'll have to tell me if I'm using that word right is so clear as to when they went from one thing to another. Yep, that and is yet, that is the right use. Yes, and yet it's like I still don't understand the how necessarily. Shout out to Ralph who is the first super chatter of the evening, 2022. Draft show episode one. I'm here for. Well, this is not the draft show. The draft this show is not is, the draft show. The draft show is Tuesday, next Tuesday. Tuesday morning next week, not tomorrow. Eight days for seven days from now, really. Yeah, we're coming at you. Don't get. Don't worry. And Dave is quarterbacking the draft show, I do believe. So he's going to try not to screw it up. I appreciate Julian in the super chat as well. David plus Vach equals awesome. Those are two awesome people. Uh, percentage of the proceeds this evening will go to the underpaid Hellman Foundation. So <laughs> if, if you're wondering about if you should be uh, in a giving mood tonight, if you're just filthy rich, uh, the answer is yes. It's for the, the Dave, underpaid Hellman Foundation. The Dave Hellman Broke Boy Fund. All right, we got a couple of super chats rolling in, so I'm going to hit them, and then we'll go back to the weird delineating part of the season and the what in the hell happened. Matthew says, glad to have Tiny Jim. What is the most underrated offseason need for this team? Is it linebacker? Is it tight end? God, we're going to spend a lot of time on that, and I think there's so many weird answers because, like, Gavin asked me today on G-Bag Nation, home of the Cowboys, 105.3 The Fan. I got on my Twolo shirt, the Twitch Tolos. And if you're on Twitch watching me right now, I love you too. Hit the subscribe button or I'll kill you. I will not kill anyone. Uh, and he was like, so what's like not a need? And one of the things that he was like, D-tackle? And I was like, man, I actually think that's a big need. I, I think the NFL is going to a place where, and you always like you lose a game and you're like, I want to do what that team did. But I think so many teams are wanting to devote less resources to stopping the run, but still have a chance to stop the run. And I just don't think the Cowboys interior players give them that ability. Like, I don't know if I want to use a first round pick on a one technique, but if you could magically put Georgia's 360 pound Jordan Davis on my team, I would feel a lot better about my ability to stop the run without devoting a bunch of resources to it. That's funny. I mean, it's always, this is always going to change as we go and we learn who they're going to have as coaches and who's going to resign with the team. But it's funny they just went 12 and five. Like I know we're all depressed and down. Like they're a pretty good team. They might not be a great team, but they're a pretty good team. And yet I like, I go through the depth chart and I'm like every position I'm like, yep. Seems like a need to me. Yep. Seems like a need to me. Yep. Seems like a need to me. Like there really isn't a position for me where I'm like, they're okay. Other than quarterback, I guess, because even if you hate Dak, there's no way to get out from under that deal right now. So yeah, quarterback is probably the only position I can think of that's definitely not a need right now. 
Brad wants to know what's the mechanics after Dak gives the ball to the ref. Would the clock have stopped or would it have run out regardless because there were no refs near? When Dak hands the ball to the ref, nothing stops the clock. The clock's running. But in theory, Dak should have maybe gone down four or five yards earlier and not had bodies to work through and kept the ball in his hand and handed it to the ref and you would have gotten a chance to spike it, but it got all clunky and weird. Yeah, well, which, and that's kind of my whole point. I've said this a few times, and we don't have to spend a lot of time on this because it's stupid. Like, that's not why they lost. But um, that's kind of the whole thing is, like, I admire, I kind of, in a way, admire them thinking outside the box. It's like, we got to steal 10 to 15 yards. How can we do that? Nobody's thinking quarterback sneak or quarterback draw in a situation like that. The problem is 18 different things have to go right for you to get that snap off. Like. You got to run the exact right distance. You got to get up and get lined up. You got to have the ref come in and set the ball correctly. You got to have the other team not kicking the ball around and fumbling around on top of you the way Dak was talking about. And I just, I don't think it was ever realistic to think that they were going to pull all that off perfectly in a live setting. So, um, yeah, maybe just don't run that play. Yeah, maybe not. I wanted to take two shots to the end zone, but I kind of think that maybe they were viewing it as um, we can't. Like, if we want to get four bodies down to the end zone, we don't know if our guys even have enough time to get far enough for him to throw it down to the end zone without getting sacked. I mean, even against a leaky secondary, what are the odds that a 41-yard pass against a team that's definitely going to be playing like prevent is going to work? I will... I've seen some people say, and like, to be fair, I haven't gone back and done like a deep dive, but I do know I mean, the Niners were, like, hugging the sidelines. Like, they were playing for the out routes. Maybe you find somebody in the slot that can get you the same amount of yardage in a quicker amount of time because a pass is going to travel further than or travel faster than a run. Uh, but, you know, maybe also you just play better earlier. Maybe when you get the ball back with 240 and three timeouts, you actually drive the ball instead of getting sacked and throwing two incomplete passes. CD dropping the ball like they just managed to have so many different good players do things that aren't good player-ish which that's fun Hamza appreciate you in the super chat are we still believing in more is the best OC that's gonna roll into the DAC thing so let me work through that in a second Marcus says Dave good to see you love your work love you too Jeff I don't have a question just donating to the Dave Foundation thanks Marcus you're the man can we get unfiltered head coach talk slash the Kellen issue from Kevin? Of course we can. 50 bomb from Stembo. This is for Dave. I love Whoa. Dave. Wow. That's really generous, man. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like love. I feel guilty about that. Will I actually send it to him? Stembo's also a good uh Stembo's also a good Call of Duty player if you need somebody to help you win. Nice. Uh, Soto man, not the outcome we wanted, but we appreciate the work. Great season, fellas. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Feeling the love tonight. Thanks, everybody. And Jay Brandon Singh, McCarthy, Joe Brady, Vic Fangio, Brian Flores. Okay, now. Yeah, McCarthy and Kellen talk. We can do that. McCarthy and Kellen talk, and I would throw Dak in, and Mike Fisher is my dope dealer. Is always in here sprinkling some monies at me. Um, cause like, yeah, so the, the mark of delineation is Dak strained his calf. Yep. And then after that, somehow magically Dak looked hesitant. Maybe he didn't trust it. 
at the same time that teams began to think, hey, what if we run a really pretty basic, simple concept of defense that dares them to run, except at the same time they lost the ability to run against the teams that were daring them to run, and the quarterback stopped looking comfortable and stopped being consistent. And it's just really baffling. Because like yeah. Dak, Dak is at least in my opinion, an unquestioned top ten quarterback, who the second half of this season played like maybe the fifteenth best quarterback in football, and you couldn't protect him, but you also couldn't run block, even though they were rushing four, you couldn't protect him, and even though they were dropping so many people, you couldn't run block, and the quarterback definitely didn't help, but holy crap, how does all of that happen together? It's just, it's weird. Yeah, I, I've said this a few times on other platforms, so I'm sorry if anybody's heard me say it, but like, didn't, am I crazy or didn't you get like strong 2019 vibes from the second half of the season where like the numbers say that they're pretty good, like the, the EPA looks good and like the first down expectancy, all like it all looks great and yet like, Scoring 10 points in New Orleans, if you remember back that far. They scored 22 points against the awful Jets. They scored nine points in a must-have game against Philly that knocked them out of the playoffs. And it's the same thing where it's just like, I I don't understand what's wrong. I don't get it. Like, the quarterback's not making the throws that he used to be able to make. They're not being, They're not able to run the ball that they used to be able to do. They can't protect to save their lives. And, oh, by the way, the offensive coordinator was the same. I don't know if these things link up. Like, I don't know if there's a line there, but this ain't the first time I've seen it happen. And it's, it's mystifying. I mean, go back and watch. And I look, I know they weren't all against good teams, but I'll, I'll say it for the millionth time this year. Like go watch what they did in Tampa on opening night and tell me that's the same group that, that we watched the rest of this year. And by the way, they couldn't even run the ball against the bucks that they really didn't even try. I think they had 50, had like 55 rushing yards that night and they still looked amazing. Um, I it's, it's baffling. I don't get it. Yeah. So like with, and then Kellen Moore is like a whole nother deal where it's like, all right. So in his years, offensive coordinating while he has Dak, he's finished first in yards, both times first in points once and sixth in points once. And it's like, man, that sounds really, really, really good. But again, I look at the last two or three months and I'm like, gosh, I guess the only way to not have a bunch of questions about the OC would just to be like, your team sucks because the offensive line just suddenly turned into awful and the quarterback can't overcome it. Because if that isn't the explanation all by itself, and Seth Galina wrote a piece for Pro Football Focus today about Kellen Moore and Dak Prescott and how it was, I would say, fairly negative on Kellen more so than Dak. And like, I, I see it, like I'm watching it and I'm like, man, the 49ers have a plan for how they're going to screw you up and be able to run the ball. And the Cowboys are kind of like, Hey, here it comes. And it's just like, this does not seem imaginative. And do you feel so limited by your blocking and your quarterback play that you just can't think of how to max protect and get guys open. And you can't think of, other ways to run the ball. And 
I don't know, but over the last three months, have I become skeptical of Kellen Moore, despite the fact that they were technically first in points and first in yards? Absolutely. Like I'm jealous of having Mike McDaniel, the 49ers offensive coordinator. I, I low key like love Mike McDaniel and I'm not going to pretend that he, I, I don't know how good of a coach he is, but he just looks like if a gamer rolled out of bed and became like an NFL OC, like he just does not, he looks like one of us basically. And I really Uh appreciate that. Um, anyway, no, I, I completely agree. I mean, I, I like Kellen. I think his offense has been good. A lot of the time he's been there. I like him as a person. I'll be honest. Um, but I do think like the really, really good masks, a very noticeable and troubling trend of like when you go up against some of these really good teams with really good defenses and all kinds of fall kind of falls apart. And yeah, I read Seth's piece as well. It's really good. If you subscribe to PFF, I recommend it. Um, I feel like people like we're, we're so caught up in whether quarterbacks are good and whether Dak is the guy. And I, I see all of y'all in the comments letting us know that Dak's not the guy. I appreciate that. Um, (laughs) But like people think it's a bad thing when you say like you need your uh, like your coach should make it easy on the quarterback. You know what I mean? It's like, Oh, like you shouldn't have to make it easy. No, like every quarterback wants to have their job made easy. Like you want to scheme up easy looks to get easy passes to your playmakers. Kyle Shanahan's the type of guy that's great at doing stuff like that. I feel like Matt LaFleur is amazing at scheming up easy ways to get the ball to Devontae Adams. And it just feels like the Cowboys are like, all right, Dak, go out there and make it happen. Like, it's going to be pretty static. <laughs> it's going to look pretty much the same every time. And you're going to have to make some great throws to make great plays. And I just, I don't think, I don't know if that's the way. I don't know if that's yeah. the way. I compared it to, um, at one point, I compared it to, I believe, uh, Saban. Like, his delineating line was 2014, Sugar Bowl. Oklahoma beat him by 14 points, and Nick Saban's eyes were open to, oh, wait, just because I have better players doesn't mean I can't do more things that make me harder to stop. Like, I can be an explosive offense. I can go do this. And so, like, the teams where it's like, oh, well, they're just protecting Jimmy – if protecting Jimmy means you're going to run the ball and still do it really efficiently and then make the play action passes super easy and scheme guys open. Yeah. Do it for Aaron Rodgers. Do it for, do it for everyone. You should needs to be Superman. You should always be trying to protect your quarterback. That's my, yeah. Like I feel like we have this idea that in order to be the best, you've got to play hero ball like 60 times a game. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, like, you know, Patrick Mahomes can make that work, but even he probably doesn't want to, you know, like every quarterback just wants to be able to be like, all right, let's, where's our bread and butter? Like, where's this easy play that's going to guarantee we're going to get 12 yards and nobody's going to have to work that hard. Oh, yo, what up? Hi, Reggie. Hi, fellas. Just uh, was listening to you guys talk about the Cowboys. Yeah, this is the uh, underpaid Hellman uh, scholarship fund mm. uh, uh, show. Y'all just want to head down to stands and we can do this like normal times, you know? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Um, that doesn't seem like the most responsible thing, which is why we probably would end up doing it. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, but at yeah. least Reggie, this is Reggie Atatula, who is on 105.3 The Fan as well. You can hear him on the Midday Show. Dave Hellman, DallasCowboys.com. Um, the good thing about Reggie is he tries to get me to do responsible things, and I don't, but I appreciate that he does try. Yeah, um, and being the person who likes to see people do responsible things, you can imagine that I am also as frustrated as you guys have been watching the second half of this Cowboys season, and particularly in that <laughs> game against San Francisco. Yeah, I'm not trying to take the focus off of the Cowboys ailments, but did y'all just happen to see what Kyler Murray just did in this playoff game? Oh, let me see. Right now, for me, it's third and seven. So if he does something terrible like that, I didn't see it, but I've seen the result. Yeah, Kyler just threw a I'm in trouble hero ball scoop hand grenade toss that was a pick six, and it's 21 nothing Rams. It's just nice to be reminded sometimes that like terrible stuff happens in football and it's not a cowboy specific thing. Like, <laughs> oh, oh no, oh Kyler, no, what on earth are you doing? And oh, he turned two points into seven. Wow. Yep. 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 That's math. Be love, everyone. Be love. Anyway. It says in the back of the end zone. So, uh, let me run through super chats real quick and then we got other things to get back to. Rumor is that Coach McCarthy took over the play calling after halftime ish. Can we confirm? Dave, did that happen? I haven't heard anything about that publicly or privately. I guess I can't 100% say it's not true, but I'm very skeptical. I don't think that's true. Hamza just feels like the Cowboys can't deal with adversity. Yeah, well, they've had plenty of chances to try. This is the – that was the sixth Cowboys playoff game I've covered, I believe, and I think in five of them they've been behind the eight ball from the opening kick. So, yeah, for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Eric, looking forward to the draft prospects. Thanks for the great work. Five bucks for the Dave Fund. Now, here's the thing. Oh, and here's Brandon and Brittany just throwing just throwing cash around without a comment or a question, just straight up throwing dollars. Mm. Julian, is it that Kellen isn't adjusting through games? I mean, all of these questions I feel like are in the same vein and are also almost unanswerable. Because it's like, hey, Kellen, do you feel like your quarterback's limiting you or the blocking's limiting you? Or how come you guys stopped being able to block at all for the run? And it's just like all of the questions to me are kind of circular. Where it's like, does it start with the blocking? And why did the blocking go to crap right after Dak pulled his calf? And it's like trying to figure all that out is damn near impossible. So we'll just try again next year. Does that sound good, Reggie? We'll just try again next year because these are unanswerable. Sure, but well, I feel like you've got to find the answers to the or some answers to these questions because, like, that's how you fix things, right? If I don't know the sink is broken, I don't go call the plumber, right? Like, I don't have the right solutions because I don't know what I'm attacking. And yeah, a lot of this is circular, but <laughs> you got you got to start somewhere, right? Pick a point and then work around the circle, right? Like, we you got to figure something out because. I was bringing back the word frustration with San Francisco, with the San Francisco game. I was incredibly frustrated because it seemed like, or coming into the game, the reason why I felt comfortable was the Cowboys, as you said, you know, they've shown you who they were, but it was never that there was leaks everywhere. It was that there was a leak here or a leak there. And that, you know, that that was the one thing or two things that was in the game. They managed to have all the leaks in this one particular game. And so pick one. Right. Like pick one. Talk about the offensive line. Talk about the quarterback missing. Talk about the the coach, the offensive coordinator and the plays that like start somewhere and then figure out an answer and then move on to the next one. Because if you just want to go, 
I don't know. Let's go ahead and do this again. I feel like Cowboys fans who have been sitting here for now 26 seasons, they're probably not going to be happy with what ends up coming from that particular line of logic. Oh, yeah. And I I mean, I think about this on our podcast on the website today is like it's it's going to be hard to win a lot of people back anytime soon. I guess maybe like if you make some major major changes, maybe, but like by and large, I expect the team to be more or less the same when it comes to like the major contributors. And so uh, I think a lot of people are going to have like a show me attitude. Like I'm done. I'm done taking the cheese in September. Like you got to show me in November, December, January. And that's going to make this year frustrating, like frustrating for those of us that talk about the team, frustrating for fans and definitely frustrating for the team itself. Cause Nobody, nobody wants to hear it anymore. I mean, people haven't wanted to hear it for a long time, but especially now, especially right now. Yeah, I think to me the biggest thing is going to be that Dak is going to have to not look like the hesitant, inconsistent guy that I just watched for the last 10 or 12 weeks, and he's going to have to look like the guy who made me so steadfast and thinking, hey, this is a top four to six or seven quarterback in the NFL as opposed to number 15 or whatever he's been the last two months. Like, I have to see that, and I for sure have to see an improved offensive line. I mean, hell, just look like you looked earlier in the year before all that went to crap for some reason. I will say this, this, Jeff. I will say that just it, it's going to be interesting. This always happens. Um, and, it, I mean, it's not going to help the 2021 Cowboys, but we maybe can get some more information. Like, as we go, perfect example was last night. Like, we've known Zeke's knee was hurt for two months, right? But nobody wants to talk about it. Everybody says he's fine. No big deal. He's fighting through it. And then as soon as the season's over, he's like, yeah, I partially tore my PCL. Uh, And I feel like the further we get away from this season, the more we might gather some information on what they think went wrong. Like, this is why stuff like the Senior Bowl and the Combine is fun because uh, you can kind of meet up with some of these people away from the stress of the season and they'll be like, yeah, like here's what was really going on. And like I said, it's not going to help this year's team, uh, but it can certainly provide some interesting context going into next season. Thank you to Justin D. We were 11-0 and this year when we ran for 100-plus yards. Whose fault was it we abandoned the run yesterday? Side note, I shared a few beers with Dave in a London pub in 2014 when we played the Jags. Thank you, Justin. Um, best week of my life probably the drunkest week of my life too. I really, here's hoping, here's hoping for a a revisit. I I mean, the Jags are on the schedule this year or in 2022. I would not be sad about going back to London. And I would say that the reason you abandoned or quote abandoned the run is one, you were losing and two, for all that we make out of the offensive struggles when they've passed the ball. And they were certainly there over the last few months they were still way more efficient throwing the ball than running the ball, even in those games where it's like, man, this five point something yards per attempt by my quarterback is awful. And it's like, yeah, well, did you enjoy second and 12? Was that fun? Are you enjoying your two and three yards per carry? And in yesterday's game, it did actually turn out that the running game, if you include the sacks was more efficient than the passing game, but it's because they were both bad. They're just, what are you, what are you going to do? You're going to keep plowing Zeke at 2.6 a pop. Is that your plan? Now, if your question is why the hell doesn't Pollard play more, you got a good question, my friend. That's a fine question. 
Did it feel like to you guys that like, well, for one, let's start with the fact that I know that Dave, you talked about their bring largely, or you feel like they'll bring back the same team. I don't want to put words in your mouth as a, you know, dignified reporter guy. Um, <laughs> you know, that's what you are. Um, yeah. But like, that's not a wildly terrible thing. I know that people will be, you know, up in arms because they'll like, there's, you can Im- improve here, or improve there. The way that the NFL is set up is that nobody's going to get a perfect team. It's not built for that. And when you have a team that is as talented as the Cowboys actually are or were this season, I don't think it's awful that you get the same team. But the problem is you then you've got to maximize what you've got. And it feels like when we talk about the Zeke Pollard conversation, that's an instance where you're not getting the best out of what you've got. And we can do that in many different situations up and down the roster and through decision making. And I think that's really what is the wildest thing to me personally is that yeah, I mean, you, your roster's pretty solid. You've done a pretty good job. Now you are harming yourself on the back end with some decisions here and there. And the Zeke Pollard one feels like the one of the most obvious ones because it's front and center. For sure. Yeah. I here's and I get here's the reason I brought it up though, and I mean that is basically what I think. Like obviously they got a lot of decisions to make. Like just the major ones: Randy Gregory, Jaron Curse, Dalton Schultz, Michael Gallup, Cedric Wilson. Um, I guess we'll throw Leighton Vander Esch and Keanu Neal in there just because. Wow, damn, Reggie. Okay, Stimbo, appreciate you. That's for um, Reggie. He loves Reggie. Reggie, I don't Venmo. know what I did to deserve that. I appreciate Amazing. it, though, nonetheless. Venmo coming in hot. I guess my point, though, is just that they're probably going to be largely the same, which on one hand is pretty good. Like, they were a pretty good team this year. But – you can't deny the detractors right now who are like, big whoop, this team got bounced in the first round. Like, we're not going to improve on that. This team's not going to be noticeably better than that. Then what's the point even? And I know it's more complicated than that, but, like, I don't blame people who feel that way, especially the night after the game. Oh, sure. Like, feel your feelings. Never am I going to be the person to tell you to not feel your feelings. Your feelings are valid. I feel like it's, it's one of the um, more therapy type ways to say it, right? Your feelings are valid. You can exist in that. But then once you get past that, we can talk about the fact that the talent is there. The I think where the difference needs to be is the way that it's utilized and the, you know, the maximization. Because this was my thing through the entire second half of the season. I said it as much on 105 through the fan on Saturdays, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Check us out. Um, is, is that there's a high variance with what this team could give you. So there was a lot of people who maybe are inclined to see things glass half full in the positive manner. And you see, well, I see the Cowboys can be up here. They can do to this level and they have that capacity. The problem was that then they also allowed themselves to play down here as well, whether it's penalties, mistakes, again, talking about not optimizing your, your, you know, the, number of snaps or amount of snaps with players or so on and so forth. And the problem was that there was high variance. So they could be anywhere in that range there. And it felt like this game was one of those ones where they, everything went to or played out to where they were playing at the bottom end of that range. But the problem is they can get to that top end of it without doing very much. Yeah, well, I mean, the, just... the problem is that you can, you can rationalize. I can rationalize even this game, just go penalty by penalty and you're like, oh, look, you extended three 49er drives and you killed four of your drives with penalties. I can draw a very simple map that has you beat the 49ers. And it's like, that exists. Mm-hmm. That team is there, but it's also what they've done all year. Yeah. What they've I'm done all say, year is 
turned first and 10 into second and 21. And this team stopped being able to overcome those. And then the end. That's the maddening thing about this team is like really the only game this year where you can't say that is probably Denver. Like Denver just kicked their ass from beginning to end because they have admitted that they weren't ready to play that day. And that's fine. I mean, it's not fine, but you get my point. Like that's going to, that's going to happen. That's going to happen. Um, but yeah, like every, I mean, it, it would have, it's very easy to imagine them beating Arizona, Vegas, uh, maybe not Kansas city either for that matter. I forgot about that one, but like, you get my point. Like they were unable to learn from any of their shortcomings, like any of the thing that kept them playing down here, they just kept doing it. And that I'm going to, rem- I like, that's going to stick with me where, like I said it today, I think it's almost an arrogance where like, instead of coming out of an ugly game and being like, damn, that sucked. What can we do better? They're just like, ah, refs had it out for us. We'll be better next time. Whatever. It's like, wow. Hate that mentality. Yeah, that's awful. That's ass. That's the one thing I don't like about McCarthy is that it's clear the last two or three weeks the players are getting from him that were being screwed by the refs. And maybe that's why you had 14 penalties because every player is feeling empowered that, like, if I get a penalty, it's not on me, dude. They're out to get us. I didn't do anything wrong. Tanner, no, there's not a pool party at my house. Kevin, real chance at Sean Payton, question mark, CCBB, see what I did there? Man, just... (laughs) Just being around Brian, I do feel like one day it'll be he's going to be the coach of the Cowboys. But I've also talked to somebody else who thinks that he might do one more year and be done with NFL coaching. But so. you know what the worst thing about that is, is because we have that contact with Broadus, like it it starts the seed. And I saw someone else somewhere. I think it might have been CBS Sports HQ putting out there that they could see uh, Sean Payton being the next head coach of the Chicago Bears. And I'm like, oh, OK. So that lends to the validity that maybe he's not in New Orleans this next season, which then gives me more of an opportunity to ruminate on the idea of Sean Payton as the next Cowboys head coach. Well, somebody got to get my quarterback back where he was before he strained his calf. So if Sean Payton wants the job, he can come do it. That'd be great. I work for an NFL club, so I'm not saying anything. Oh, my bad. That's a great point. Look, that's brilliant. That was well done. We ain't help you out at all, but you covered your own ass. I love it. The Lando show, Cowboys led the league in snaps with six or more offensive linemen on the field. That's a blatant red flag in the staff saying we don't block well. Of course, yeah. Kind of worked for him sometimes. I enjoyed the Hulk package. Mr. Horse Trigger, for the hours of enjoyment you'll give me on the draft show, we'll try our best. I will Any say, ch- like, I, I, I'm, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be blunt. Like, we're, we're friends chopping it up right now. Like, I am not in a draft show headspace right now because it's monday the season is only 24 hours old but i'm about to watch linderbaum i'm about to watch the iowa center i'm trying to get him okay between now and next week i'll be ready to go like don't even worry about it we've got you covered uh any chance dq stays i think no i think in the next 48 hours you'll hear he's denver's coach very uninformed opinion like i i base this on just a hunch but yeah i mean no, there's there's no way that you've got four jobs lined up in one week and you're just going to turn all of them down. Like, yeah. that would be shocking to me. And do you want Kellen back? Ten weeks ago, I'd have been like, what kind of stupid question is that? And now, honestly, I don't care either way. If Kellen's back, I'd be like, all right, we've seen good things from him. But if he weren't back, I'd be like, well, I've also had questions about him. So, whatever. Yeah, I think I, yeah, I think that's perfectly said. I'm not. 
I'm not going to throw a conniption if they retain him, but if he leaves, that's not going to ruin my day either. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much about being answerable to the decisions you make. Like, there's probably a lot more of a grayscale between like right and wrong answers, but if you can stand behind one, I can maybe I can rock with it. I would need the organization as a whole to give me the reason why they're standing behind McCarthy, Kellen Moore. I imagine Dan Quinn has gone one way or another, right? But I would just need you to give me an idea of what it is that you see as the path forward and why it is that you're rocking with those guys again. And if I get a good, an answer that I think is passable that they can stand on, cool. But I think that you need that level of deliberation. It can't just be we're sticking with what we've got because that leans back to what we were talking about earlier, Dave, where it's like, are we just racking them back up and going back at it with the same philosophy that you did this past season? Because that lends to similar results. And I, I have a feeling don't nobody want to be back in that same embarrassing place because that's what it was. Everybody, we were embarrassed in front of company <laughs> on national television <laughs> yeah. in the wild card round. That's a, I and I do like I mean and again like I'm not I don't want to start rumors or anything sure. but yeah. I do I mean I think I think Jerry Jones was about as disappointed by that loss as anything that's happened in the time that I've covered the team which is almost a decade at this point so I'm not saying he's gonna do anything crazy but maybe maybe you do sit down and have a conversation and be like no like we need we need bold strokes if we're going to take this thing to, cause we're here, we're here, but we want to be here and is just running it back with nothing changing at all. going to get us there. I mean, I can at least imagine that happening. I don't know if it will, but it's not crazy. I got to run through super chats. Grasshopper. You were not the only one who noticed the wide open Schultz on third and 11 when he did the flip to Zeke. And that's the hard part. I think about this season and why Dak's going to have something to prove going into next year is because things that, are not historically problems for Dak have been problems for Dak at some times where it's like, I know this guy can read a defense. I know that. Uh, I know he knows how to get through these progressions. And yet at times it's just, it's not happening. And I'm going to tell you guys the truth. If you can still hear me, my monitor went out and I'm not sure why maybe my dog is laying <laughs> on the board. So one of you talk about something because I won't be able to hear you and I can't see you at the moment. So oh, I'm going to get where up. all my cords are and you guys talk. CD, get I up. don't know why you did that. Like CD is going to respond. CD doesn't yeah. listen to anyone. He does frankly. not. He yeah. does not listen to anybody. Um, I, 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 I do think that's, I mean, it's a fair point. And I think for right or for wrong with the amount of pressure, pressure affects Dak's confidence. I don't know how else to say it. And maybe, um, you know, the aspect of, of his calf not being a hundred percent healthy. Like he, he downplayed it all year. I'll never forget. I asked him about it after the second Washington game. And he was, he, he seemed kind of aggravated that I was still talking about his calf. And I was, I was like, my guy, you haven't been making the same types of throws the last five weeks as you were before. Like it's there for anybody to see. Um, and so I think an element of that, and yeah, an element that if you want to call it seeing ghosts or if you just want to call it not trusting what you're seeing, uh, I think that's that has been a recurring theme over the second half of the season. Yeah. I mean, you can see the lack of confidence in his play, and I really do. I hope that means that you can see us and hear us again, Jeff. Yeah, I can. Yeah, it was Stomp's fault. Yeah. 
It always yeah. oh stomp. That's different. Um, yeah, I thought yeah, it was, she I was, would have bet my life on down, She was laying down on the connection. Uh, shout out to DJ's World for tying the record for a super chat. Said because oh, the last wow. 24 hours have sucked as he drops a hundo bomb. Many of your perennial Super Bowl contenders have started oh as God. one and done to progress further and further in the playoffs year after year. Plus, we can legit draft BPA with linebacker slash offensive line. Um, yeah, I do think that there's not doom and gloom necessarily. And the chat's been going too fast that I know I've missed super chats and I feel terrible Wait. about it. And if I did, I love the you all to death. So I'm going to rip the through chat. All is- on one right now i love it Carthic placeholder till sean payton is free hopefully that'd be great they're forced to use zeke because of what we were paying and we're stuck with them so playing pollard's almost impossible hey sunk cost is sunk cost there's no reason to double down and compound your problems all right put the good player out okay there. okay Lost okay, okay. Nice. let me just be let me be a filthy disgusting homer and jeff i actually whenever whenever the cowboys Whenever something either really good or really bad has happened, I like to listen to 105.3 because it's entertaining. And so I listened to G-Bag on my way home today. I get it. Pass protection is your third job. But, like, did you see the play where Zeke annihilated two rushers and saved Okay, Dak's but the second ass? one was an accident. That's just where his legs ended up. Did it happen was or it did accident? it not? It but, happened. But – Thank you. Can you guarantee it was an accident, though? Like, he absolutely could have thrown his legs out there knowing that that guy was coming. You can't That's tell tripping. me that that – Hey, when all's fair in love and war, baby, I'm just that – especially yesterday, five sacks, getting home on the reg with no blitzers. You need a guy who's going to keep Dak alive. And look, no, t- Tony should have touched the ball more than he did. Don't get me wrong. He should have. But I don't know if Dak walks off that field without Zeke out there a healthy amount of times. My poor guy Pollard has to hate he my guy Pollard has to hate everybody because I mean he was really trying to give you good field position on every kickoff. And oh, yeah. all of his teammates were insistent that they didn't want it. They weren't interested. And that's really messed up. The craze, 13 major contributors hitting fridge. See what players do you think will be retained? How many can you realistically re-sign? All right, let me just bring up a name. Because I thought it was a given uh, a week ago, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, five weeks ago, that priority number one was Randy Gregory. But I got to tell you, just after being at work today, the number of people who think, like, I don't want to write a big check for Randy Gregory is a lot higher than I thought. Interesting. And is that just penalty related and going against Trent Williams from one game? Or yeah, is there something else going on there? Because I feel like Randy Gregory is the no-brainer franchise tag if you can't get him signed. You're only as good as your last game in the eyes of a lot of people. I think it's as easy as that. And that was the worst game of Randy's season, probably. For the record, he breaks his own record. Incredible. Bro, DJ. From the logo. DJ's world. Can you give any of us a job? What industry are you in? What do you own, bro? What do you own for you? I love you. I love all of you, though. I have a lot of fun at work, but I want to be able to throw stacks like that around. Yeah, yeah, with the Brand- Randy Gregory thing, right? Um, what what is the what is the hierarchy of player importance, role importance on a football team? Quarterback, and then is it guy who protects the quarterback, then guy who gets the quarterback, or the other way around? Because either way, oh. we're talking about second or third most important um, play style on the team. 
Yeah, I think it's probably quarterback and then in any order that you prefer, depending on how good the player is, guy that's responsible for tackling quarterback, protecting quarterback, catching ball from quarterback, or covering guy trying to catch ball from quarterback. Right, and one of the things is that, plus, and I guess once more, sunk cause, this is from a story perspective, which we know Jerry you know, has, a, has an affection for. This has got to be like one of the greatest um merits in Jerry's um pocket whereas like he put it on the line for Randy Gregory for how many years how many seasons and yep. it came out and he, he rolled a seven with this right where Randy G- Gregory panned out to the point where I wonder if it's just like the folks who are talking about this are on the inside with the Cowboys and it became an expected that Randy Gregory was supposed to you know show up and play on the outside, like Randy Gregory this season, a lot of people around the NFL looked over and was like, man, Dallas is something special on that defensive line because Randy Gregory came in, added to what Demarcus Lawrence did. And then, of course, you got this young freak named Micah Parsons. Like, I don't understand how anybody looks at Randy Gregory and having a singular bad game, which, I mean, I don't know how many of the bad games you want to go through and look at in his season. I don't recall that as well as you guys might. I, don't, I didn't feel like there was a whole bunch of them. Um, no, I mean, neither. I mean, but Trent Williams is going to be a bad game for whoever lines up across from Trent Williams. I tell yeah. you that. And with that being the case, like I, I, unless you're planning on moving Micah Parsons to full-time edge, at which point you have a real shortage of linebackers. Um, that seems like an easy way to keep this thing going with the guy who I imagine has a, a, some sort of affection for your program or your organization as he's been here a minute. Stembo is yeah, a sexy monster. He just wanted oh to tie gosh. DJ. Oh, he broke no, the he record him by a penny. Sec- or penny. All right, DJ, DJ, you are 100% not allowed to break the record. I'm going to call you co-record holders, okay? Stop it. <laughs> he just wanted to know he forgot that he owned the record. Jesus, DJ. <laughs> DJ got to own like eight trucking companies and a six Ferraris. Uh, Stembo, you are not allowed <laughs> To break the record. I feel I, bad. I feel yeah, I feel, I, I bad, feel bad too. Like, we got to send these guys their money back. Nothing just, I yeah. said is good enough for this. Y'all send, me a, yeah. y'all send me a DM with bank statements so that I know that you can afford to do what you're doing, okay? Don't make, be, sure, don't to, be, make sure to cross out the important information. He will scan Yeah, you. some of it. But I swear if one of you gets your electricity cut off, but you got in your super chats, I will fight you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, to get, like aside aside from the incredible generosity, like I just I spent that time looking it up. Like Randy's got Randy had forty three pressures, seventeen hits, and six sacks. I mean, you know that ain't that ain't Miles Garrett, but that's pretty damn good. It's certainly not somebody that I like want to let walk out of the building. I'll tell you that. Um, and I I think that's a really interesting situation. I think you're totally right, Reggie. Like I roll my eyes at the hometown discount stuff a lot but randy's a really special circumstance like everything everything that they've been through with him and that he's been through with them i would just like to think that you can come to some type of agreement i I, and I, i don't know what that means it's the day after the season i'm sorry but um i don't know i'm i'm holding out hope that they can make that work because i think he's i think he's the most valuable of the guys that aren't under contract other than it's for me, it's either him or Schultz. That's what I was going to say is really there's, there's something really weird with, uh, and I just wanted to put Tolo Scott up here who says who thinks Quinn will be gone by the weekend. I think we all do. I think we all believe that. 
Hurricane Teabag, how will the Cowboys get under the cap? DJ is a beast. Yes. Um, The same way they do every year. They'll flip a bunch of switches and they'll cut some people and they'll do what they got to do. This guy just wants to send his cash app to DJ. Mm. Uh, (laughs) That's good. That's usually noggin. DJ, help him out. Not us. Um, Yeah, the Schultz thing is really interesting because i think a lot of people and i'm partially there think well there's nothing that stand out about him physically like he ain't running a four four he ain't stiff arming people through planet earth he's not a good blocker Definitely but not a good blocker i'll be damned if every time you need eight yards it ain't dalton f and schultz like is he convinced you guys that he's better than what we give him credit for given his not physical freakishness. Here's what I want to say about Schultz. And you're right. I mean, he's not, you know, he's certainly not. He's not Kyle Kittle. Pitts. He's not Kelsey. No, he's not those guys. But what what is what's this new wave of thinking? And I think it's accurate. Defense is highly variable. It's dependent on scheme. It's dependent on a few bounces. It's depending on fractions of a second. Offense is much more predictable it's much more consistent and what have we seen Dalton Schultz had a borderline Pro Bowl caliber year most of the way without Dak last year and then with Dak he improved upon it um he is he's highly he's for the most part he had a stretch there where he kind of disappeared but he's consistent he's there for you when you need to get a chain moving catch he's great in the red zone what he had like seven touchdowns this year six touchdowns um and the other thing that I think you need to remember, finding tight ends is not easy. Like Dalton Schultz looked like a wasted draft pick until his third season. Do you realize when Jason Witten came back from retirement in 2019, Dalton had one catch that year? He had one catch that year. And the year before that, I think he had 12. Like unless you're drafting a Pitts or a Hawkinson, like unless you're willing to spend that type of capital, it's hard to find a guy that you can just plug and play. I mean, shoot, we see the struggles that Schultz and Jarwin have with blocking to this day, and they're four and five years into this thing. You're not just going to go get a guy who's ready to contribute right away. Travis, I looked all this up recently, so it's all at the top of my brain. Travis Kelsey played in like one game as a rookie. So if you let Dalton Schultz walk, maybe Jarwin steps into his spot, and I could see that, but you're not just like picking up any schmo off the street to replace that production. So that's, I would just give that some thought before you just say like, ah, let him get him out of here. Thank oh yeah. You. Yeah. Thank you to Sharif for the super chat. He said, Dak needs John Kitna. Dak needs something. And I think my biggest optimism is his body of work over the course of his career. And I'm just going to make the blind, somewhat optimistic assumption that he will resume that after an off season and his body feeling good and a break. And if there was anything you weren't confident about, just letting that crap go. That's kind of my hope. If Ryan, thank you for the super chat. If Quinn's gone top candidate to replace him, also people out here sending super chats like they write brick on their bricks. That's a Vach reference. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I think Kitten is happy with what he's doing. And I don't know who the Cowboys have or don't have interest in as a DC. I'm no Dave Will at some point. But the first name that I would jump at is don't bring me Mike Zimmer. I don't want crusties. I don't want old school dudes. I will accept Vic Fangio. Because I like that he runs a too deep 
middle of the field open defense. And I think that is where the league is going. And so I would like the fired head coach Vic Fangio to be my DC when Quinn's gone. On a scale from one to 10, how mad would you be if they just promoted Joe Witt into the DC role? I don't know enough about him, but I think everybody that I talk to that would know more than I do seems to be a fan of his. And so I wouldn't know enough to be like, hell yeah, or hell no, but my leaning would be this could be good. He has been with Quinn since Atlanta. A lot of the same stuff, like obviously very similar backgrounds. He's been with them for a few years. He was the passing game coordinator. So everything in the back seven, Joe was in charge of this year. He called the plays in the preseason when Dan had COVID. And he called the defense against the Saints when Dan was the acting head coach for McCarthy. Uh, He also told us earlier in the season I mean, this was this was in September or October before we knew where anything was going. But he told us a few months ago that as a child, being the defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys was one of his absolute dream jobs. Um, so I'm not trying to tell you anything. I don't know. You're telling just, us. He's a highly qualified guy who already knows what they were doing this year, who's already in the building. So – just something to consider. I don't know anything, but it's just something that's on my brain right now. Paul Anthony just swinging through to drop a super chat. What a sweet man. Nice. And Donovan points out, yo, somebody really dropped $400. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe that. I can't and believe that. I need you guys to know that this is the uh, Reggie and Dave are underpaid foundation scholarship program show. And, uh, but I need you two to know that I'm going to need until Friday to uh, send over your full Venmo amounts from this because uh, it ain't ain't currently in my Venmo account, okay? That ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. (laughs) I didn't come over here looking for money, honestly. That's that's very nice of all of you fine people out there. Uh, Before we go, without knowing any of the names or any of the players yet, with the 24th pick... The best oh, position the Cowboys um, could improve. Just pick oh, a position. Okay. You don't, don't know the play. You don't know the player yet. I was really hoping was like, to just drop Jamison like, Williams and walk away. I just okay, really Jamison Williams. Yeah, but, um, up the ACL. There you yeah, go. Let's do that. Um, ooh, position that they to 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 upgrade at. Is that what we're doing here? Yes, that would be the most significant or make you the happiest to be like, hey, I'm about to get good production from this. Without knowing anything, I mean, without knowing anything right now, just off the rip, how could, I mean, guard center, whichever one's better. Like, if your boy Linderbaum from Iowa's there, sign me the hell up. If it's a guard, because Bama's got to have a guard, right? Bama's always got a guard. I know they got Evan Neal. I don't think I've heard of a guard high yet. Don't worry about that crap. It's not time for that yet. Whoever, if it, give me, give me. I'd say at pick 24, you're probably talking about like the second best guard in the class will be there and maybe the best center. That seems logical. So, yeah, one of those. Or um, I, I wouldn't be mad about a linebacker, to be honest with you. Especially if it's like, yeah, I mean, 
I, I haven't watched much, but Nakobe oh, is a hell of he's a hell of a fun player. That would that's be a dude who's good. who feels like he's as fast going left and right as he is going front and back. And that is terrifying considering that he's also not a small human being. He's very Roquan Smithy. He's six foot two twenty five. He doesn't look that small, but he's six foot two twenty five. He's very he really? Roquan Smithy. Yeah. Wow. I was about to say I, Or at like, least he doesn't I, play I, small. Doing that because I know part of it's just the uniform, but I was just like, this guy reminds me of Roquan, and Roquan, he was one of my favorite defenders of the last like five or six years. Well, he's also I call him Tiny P when I was watching tape. That's Tiny Parsons because he's not totally dissimilar to Parsons in that he's just flying around everywhere, sideline to sideline, and he's an incredible blitzer that you can't stay in front of. Like you put those two together, and I'll get over the fact that you used another first round pick on a linebacker because they are going to get after the quarterback too. Okay. Send it tomorrow me- from DJ's world. What a monster! I love you. Um, okay, I don't have anything else I want to do tonight, guys. And somebody earlier, it wasn't a super chat, but they said like you're getting these because people just want you to do this more often. And uh, I just want to look into the camera and tell you guys. Um, I would be down. I'm down to do this whenever you want for free. But, like, if people are going to keep sending us money to do it, (laughs) I'll do it every day. Nicobe Dean or the center from Iowa? Give me the center. I love Nicobe Dean. Oh, Oh, we're going. Stop super chatting things. If it's a choice, I'll take the center. If it's a choice, I'll take the center. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you consider, right, like, I think one of the reasons why that wild card game looked the way that it was is because if anything else, anything or everything else failed, you expected your bread and butter of, like, your passing offense to work. So, like, yeah, give me something that helps establish further your your strength because, like, your weaknesses are going to be that and those might fail from time to time. You need your strength to be right all the time. So having somebody up the middle that's going to hold that pocket, make, make Dak Prescott the best Dak Prescott he can be is – probably where you should invest. All right. Agreed. Listen, I speak for Dave and for Reggie. When I say, uh, make sure you're following all of my accounts, like Instagram and Twitch That's right. That's and right. YouTube, mm-hmm. because perhaps at, some point, perhaps at some point there will like be an LLC held and the name of the channels will flip to something different and involve other people who would like to be a part of the thing. So just make I don't sure know what any of this means. Ryan, any yep. chance the Cowboys get smart and hire the KCOC as our head coach? Um, probably not, because I don't think you're changing your head coach. I said no more Super Jets! Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I wouldn't bank on that, but... For Dave and for yeah. Reggie, how do I always sign off? Hold on, I forgot my thing. You have no idea what anyone is going through, so be cool to everyone. I love you.